Hello everyone and welcome back to Takeaways Podcast, episode nine. I'm Alex from Alex's Kitchen Story and this is Emma. This is Emma. From. <laughs> from. <laughs> oh, i got nothing for you this week. Oh. From a thick layer of fake tan. I absolutely stink. Oh yeah, I thought you were going to record in your robe. I was going to record in my robe, but I texted Alex earlier today saying, is this appropriate? But... I did it earlier and washed it off because I just I hate the smell and I hate, I feel like a dirty little street urchin, you know? Yeah, it is a horrible feeling having fake tan on. And I find sometimes even after you've washed it off, it actually lingers, the smell, like I'll smell my skin and it's still there. It's horrible. Especially the one hour express one is like you smell for like two days. I'm like, yeah, it's a fast tanner, but at what cost? Yeah, exactly. I actually found one in New Zealand when I was back called Little Honey, I think it is phenomenal the best fake tan i've ever used it was quite expensive nah it was like i think it was like 50 dollars for a bottle i guess that's not bad my my um bondi sands is 40 do you remember when i had that this is where i was like i've I've actually had enough of this whole movement was when i had that sunblock and it was in capital like capital f t f farm to face trademark because it was like all organic i was like i'm done Farm to face, like no farm to table. I understand farm to face, like <laughs> that's not a grab. That's not a thing, and it's not becoming one. I remember. I won't say what brand it was. I realised we should be really saying things like allegedly more, especially me when I'm gossiping all over the pod. <laughs> yeah, we should allegedly. But no, this is not alleged. This was farm to face. Look, okay. So myself and Miss Haslop. I mean, oh my god, neither of those are your name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Myself and Mrs. Stone, well, she's not hungover, I hope, because she's pretty prego, but we had a hen yesterday. So, you know, we're okay. We're fine. Speak for yourself. I'm shattered. And actually, yes, I've just kept Emma waiting 38 minutes nearly for me because <laughs> I fell asleep on my bed right before we were about to start recording this and woke up in an absolute flurry and had to try and guzzle water and slap myself Revive. in the face. <laughs> to wake myself up to do this recording. So it is Sunday afternoon. Huge apologies um, if I'm sounding very out of it and sleepy. But as you all know, I'm the world's tiredest person. No one fight me for that title. <laughs> I am the tiredest. <laughs> Sometimes I think about telling you I'm tired and I'm like, it's not even worth it. Do you know, though, I made such a mistake last night. I actually am tired today, even though I was at home in bed at 10 p.m. after the hen. Well done. Thank you. Because I had I had an espresso martini. Oh, well. And they, I don't know what, it's, it's like this myth in them. Like, you go home. I literally couldn't sleep till like 2 a.m. I tried a sleeping, oh, I had a melatonin. Oh, I was like horrible. reading. I was smelling lavender. You're just, it's like such strong caffeine. I don't know what's in there, but. You need to get some of this work's sleep spray. I do. I was basically drowning in it. You know in those movies where they put chloroform over someone's mouth? <laughs> I was doing that with my pillow with the This Works spray and nothing was happening. So, yeah, stay away from espresso martinis after midday. That's yeah. That's my well, preemptive takeaway for the week. Are we having them before midday usually? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I hope not. <laughs> but mine was at 7 p.m. and that was decidedly too late. Wow. That has, that's really impacted you. They really, it really, like, I don't know what it is, because normal coffee, like, I've just had one of those. I don't know if you can tell. Um, I've just had normal coffee and that'll be fine, but there's something they put in the Spressy Marts that really addles me. I know. I think it's combined with the alcohol. It just absolutely sends you. Mm. I remember a few years ago, actually quite a few years ago now, when, like, Espresso Martinis had sort of been around for, like, a few years, 
but they were still kind of a novelty, you know, like people were the twenty tens. Yes. And like my sister and I like loved them and would go out. And anyway, my dad went to Sydney on a work trip and he went to this like swanky bar in Sydney, like overlooking the Opera House of the View with the his colleagues, I guess, one night, came back to Auckland and was like, Girls, you'll never guess what's happening in Sydney. I had the most phenomenal cocktail <laughs> and proceeded to describe to us the espresso martini and we were like, Oh, God bless. Oh, we'll have to try it, Dad. <laughs> oh, did you humour him? That's really cute. I actually can't remember what we did. You probably tore him down. Yeah, we were probably like, loser, <laughs> we've been drinking this for years. <laughs> you gave us life and we're going to give you nothing. <laughs> Oh, but he was, he was blown away by them, thought they were just the world's most amazing thing. Well, he must be a very strong sleeper. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could say the same. Well, speaking of, what did you have for dinner last night? Not really speaking of, it's more liquid than food, but... We were together. We had a long, long lunch at this hen in Brighton, which was beautiful. Did you have dinner then? I did. I had a, I had just like I had a frozen pizza in the freezer when I came home with some Piranese. You know the Nando's, like I love it. As our friend says, I love a gimmick. I absolutely <laughs> love sparkly shit at Christmas. And if I can get restaurant brand condiments, I will get those <laughs> restaurant brand condiments. I love the ca- the restaurant experience at home. Favorite thing, like when you can get like takeout, like you know, at home. Pastor evangelists. Oh, yeah. Like, get them at home and have them at home. I fucking love it. Yes. You're a, you're a restaurant's uh, supermarket's dream, you are. Correct. I'm every kind of dirty food outlet's dream, mm, I think. You are. So, me, I obviously wasn't at home, so I didn't cook anything. I was staying um, overnight in Brighton, so I actually just had a margarita pizza on the balcony looking at the water, which was divine and delicious. Where did you get it from? Uh, Franco Manca. We just ordered it, Deliveroo. Oh, yum. Um, so while you guys were still partying down the road, I was doing that. Mm. Um, but I usually take this opportunity to shoehorn in one of my recipes to the segment <laughs> to talk about. So she's nothing if not self-aware. I thought I would talk about one anyway and pretend that I had it for dinner last night. Love that. Um, and I actually haven't been able to stop thinking about it. It wasn't massively successful on Instagram, but it was my um, chicken tacos and I made a cheesy case to go around them so I put oh my god yum. grated cheese in the pan and then I put the taco in it and then fried it so it made it go like really crispy but the reason I wanted to talk about it was because when I posted the video to my story you could hear the like crispiness of the cheese as I like pulled the taco apart to yum. show what the deal was it was so delicious but then when I made it a reel the sound didn't come through properly because I had like a bit of music and you couldn't really hear it, and I was so disappointed oh um, so I just wanted to let everyone know that it was crispy <laughs> despite the fact you couldn't hear about it <laughs> I wouldn't have slept easy at night if you hadn't informed me of that exactly. thank you so much yeah. they had an avocado like kind of sauce thing that went with it too um, which I actually just finished off in the fridge with some crackers and oh yeah, my God. Why don't you invite me over when you do shit like this? Like, not necessarily the super healthy veggie stuff, but like, that sounds ooey. Or when Sam makes his katsu burgers. <laughs> I live just down the road and I fend for myself every night. You're not ready to eat at the times that I eat. You'd come sniffing That's around at like 10 p.m. and be like, what have you got? <laughs> While I'm tucked up in bed. I had my dinner last night at like 1 a.m. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. 
Speaking of dinner, who would you like to host this week? Okay, so I did have a I don't want to have someone because he made some really controversial statements, but I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll ease up on the men this week. It's good of you. I'm never wrong, but I will choose my time and place. <laughs> this week I would love to have Miss Dolly Parton. Oh, I love her. That's such a good one. Such a legend. And I'm sorry, I know it's another pop star. There's something wrong with me. At least it's not Ariana Grande. You know I want to talk about her and I can't. <laughs> but Dolly started as a songwriter and then she started making her own music and she's had more than 100 million records. Wow. Sold. Like she wrote I Will Always Love You for Whitney Houston. Did she? She did and she still makes so much in royalties from it. I wish I wrote it. That would be <laughs> such a good song to have written. <laughs> Not that I've written any other songs that you know in my life. Oh, my God. Can I tell them about how sometimes I wake up and I've got an original song in my head and I wake up and there's like a song, and it's only happened like two or three times, and I wake up and there's like a song stuck in my head from from my dream and then I wake up and record it in my voice note and it's always, abs- it's terrible, but I, it's, it's fun, you know. Sometimes I think about sending it to you guys and then I get so shy and I'm like, I can't because I'm literally tone deaf. It's not the song I'm worried about. It's my vocal range. You owe our audience to play one of them one day, one of your original <laughs> pieces <laughs> on the pod. Maybe I will. Maybe if we hit a certain number of listeners, like, per month, I don't know how it works, <laughs> but if we hit, like, a certain something, then I'll release <laughs> one of my beautiful songs. Okay, great. Sure. Great. I'm going to have a think about an achievable number for you. <laughs> Okay. You're like something I've already hit. No. <laughs> but yeah, she's a huge philanthropist. She hit, she has like a literary program where she sends out free books. She sent out over a hundred million free books to children. And she's just really funny and witty and quick. Like when she's on an interview, like she's been out where she asks, like, even if people are asking her like quite sexist stuff, like, oh, are they real? Like about her tits. And she turns around and goes, of course they're not real. No one's fingernails could grow this long. And like, they're like, what's your favorite color? And she's like, Clairol number five. Like, she's really quick and she's yeah. funny and she's like chat and really talented. She she sort of is like makes her point in a very clever way. Totally. Without she, being like aggressive. Yes. She shows you. She doesn't tell you. Yes. Something I could maybe tell you leave out of her book. God, could I want? <laughs> I should, I'd love to be more like that. I just think she seems pretty cool. And I'd love to have her for dinner, have her to dinner. What are you making her? Oh, she's from Tennessee. So something Southern, maybe some good fried chicken, maybe some cornbread. You too would love a couple of fried chicken pieces together. Yeah. <laughs> she's in phenomenal nick, so I don't know how much she eats fried food, but like she also seems kind of fun and chill, so maybe she does. I don't know. I can imagine her having a diet similar to yours. What's <laughs> fried, <laughs> fried chicken? A yeah. lot of fried chicken, but just like, you know, I would say for you, you eat quite bad food irregularly. Yes. I eat sort of like, I mean, it's partly laziness too. Like I'll only really drag myself out to make food, but I'm like starving. But it's good because I accidentally do, you know, intermittent fasting every day. Exactly. Exactly. It's great. I actually had my, like, I've had my first kind of taster of your life recently where I'm so in the habit now of Sam making me breakfast and a coffee in the morning that if he has to go to work early, I just like honestly sit at my desk and I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know what to do. I'm hungry, but <laughs> I really don't want to make breakfast. <laughs> I hate making food. That's why all the food I buy is like ready meals. I just, I 
I wish I was more like you in that respect. I don't find it relaxing. I find it super stressful. Yeah, I do think cooking just comes with a bit of practice though, you know, and then like it's hard to get into that practice when you've got great yeah. available options that are super quick and easy, you know. It takes a bit of confidence too, like definitely knowing what goes together. It just, I'm not in tune. I'm, but like, like my mum is a really good cook, but she doesn't enjoy it very much, whereas dad enjoys it, finds it very like relaxing, comes home from work and cooks and like. Yeah, I love doing it. My favourite thing ever is to like try and create a recipe when I don't have much in the house. So like going through my fridge, freezer and pantry with hardly any ingredients and just like trying to figure out how I'm going to make something. You okay there, Helen? Yeah, sorry. Got the hiccups. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so this week I am also going to go with a not wanting to have someone for dinner. Oh, I read an article today about a couple who sailed to the Caribbean to have their baby. Why? Because she wanted to have the baby on the beach in St. Lucia, leaving their other child back home in the UK. Sorry. Wait, why? She thought it would mean that she was more in touch with nature close to the universe, at one with the universe. I'm, I can't even really remember, to be honest, what she said now. Her husband had the audacity to tell the media when interviewed that the sea was a natural pain relief for her. I was like, okay, don't you dare speak about what pain relief is during birth. <gasps> or oh, no. <laughs> and... Anyway, they had the baby on the boat on the way there, so she didn't quite make it to have it on the beach. She gave birth on the way there. Because she gave birth at sea, there's, like, no record of her having the baby. And they got to the island, and then they tried to apply for to the British Embassy to get a passport. And rightly so, the Brits are like, well, how do we know this child's even yours? There's, like, no record of you having this baby. It's got no birth certificate because you had it at sea. And so they've now been trapped there for a really long time. I can't remember how many weeks, but they're like racking up credit, raking up credit card debt. I do feel sorry for them because it sounds like she's very traumatized. She said she's really scared. Oh my God, there's a cat in the house. How does this cat get into my house? You don't have a cat. I know, it's the neighbors. <laughs> oh. I cracked open the window a tiny bit and it's managed to slither in. Oh, he's cute though, no? He attacks me whenever I've tried to like pick him up to take him back to his owners. <laughs> he attacks me. It's because he doesn't love them. He loves you. You're his St. Lucia and he wants to be there. <laughs> I don't want to have them for dinner. I just think that is ridiculous. So unfair on the other kids being left in the UK now with no parents. Um, you've like bankrupted yourselves by staying in one of the world's most expensive holiday destinations. UCH down the road does a perfectly good job at delivering babies with pain relief. You didn't need the sea. I'm sorry. It's also, stupid. The UK is an island. Go to Brighton or another beach. I know it's not really the same Go vibe. Go to Camber Sands. There, there are the other brown. beaches. Like Cornwall's quite beautiful. Scotland, cold but beautiful. You had options, you know. So this week you're not coming. That makes me think there's more to it. There's something else going on. That's that If they can sail and they sound like they're too... I don't know, people with boats tend to be rich. Like, it sounds like there's something else going on. I don't trust this story. Yeah, maybe. Like, the UK probably knows more than it's letting on about why it won't let them back. Like, maybe it is a child trafficking thing. I don't know. It could she's be more Apparently, she's terrified of hurricanes now because hurricane season's approaching and she said she can't sleep at night 
because she's so scared for their safety. That's on you, Shorty. I've got no sympathy. <laughs> Can I tell you a really horrible story about St. Lucia? Yes. And I've told this to a few people, and it's a real mood ruiner, but it's also a, it's a fun fact. Oh, it's not a fun fact. A mood ruiner, great. Strap it, because we both clearly feel amazing today. <laughs> you know the song Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader? Yes. Absolute classic. Super fun. Reminds uh, me of swimming sports. Was that one of the songs? Reminds me of swimming sports. They would honestly rinse and repeat that song every year in swimming sports to get the crowd going. Oh. Not sure why the crowd needed to get going. It was a bunch of screaming girls. Hey, <laughs> teenagers. We had so much <laughs> energy back then. But basically, the band were uh, staying on a boat or just off the shore of St. Lucia. The lead singer and his girlfriend and a couple of others of his friends came on shore because he was really seasick and so was she. And they decided to spend the night sleeping on the beach and they got attacked by a gang. Never sleep on the beach. You never sleep on the beach. Maybe it was okay in the 70s, but clearly not this time. By the St. Lucia, a St. Lucia gang who were like notorious. They killed so many people. They, so dark, but took turns assaulting his girlfriend. Oh, they almost oh killed God. him. They almost beat him to death. And he took, in the months of recuperation he had in the hospital there, he wrote Dancing in the Moonlight about what the world should be like. Oh. Isn't that the saddest thing you've ever heard? It's so sad. He's like, this is what the world should be like, but it's not. That is a moonrunner. That's an amazing fact, though. Like, I do like that. Yeah, it is a good fact, but it's really, really sad. Yeah, while recovering from an attack by a gang, he envisioned an alternate reality, the dream of a peaceful and joyful celebration of life. Oh, but they both survived. I think they both survived. I'm just verifying this right now. I've I just got a message from the neighbor saying, Hi Alex, are you home? Our cat's in your house. I know. I see him and I raise you. Please get him out. I hear him meowing around my house. Anyway, that's a really sad story, but I um I'm pleased to have known it's, it. I'm it's, good, it's a good fact though. I know, every time someone's about to really ramp the mood up with that song, I'll, um, <laughs> no. You can just bring it right back down. <laughs> Sit back down, actually. It's not time to dance. <laughs> what are you watching or reading this week? I am... I've just started At Home with the Furies. What's that? The one about Tyson Fury. Oh, At Home with the Furies. Yeah. I thought you said fairies. No, no. At Home with the Furies. I love Molly May. I love her so much. I don't know why. She's just, we've talked about this quite a few times. I just love her. I didn't realize Tommy's family were travelers. Neither did I. I literally learned that on the show. I couldn't believe it. And she's so respectful. She's like, you know, he doesn't think she should go to school, which is, you know, go home with the mum. Great tradition. She said, couldn't be me. I'd be like, now listen here. My kid is going to school. She's like, yeah, traveler kids usually leave school at about 11. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) is that? I don't think that's legal. I honestly don't think that's legal. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Are there different rules? Probably. But like how Gloria Vale somehow get to teach a different syllabus. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, Gloria Vale is a cult in the South Island of New Zealand. The women wear costumes every day. So do the men, I think. There's a lot of sexual assault, as there is in a lot of orthodox, religious, Christian... Really messed up little crew down there. And 
they teach an entirely different syllabus to the rest of the country, obviously, because they couldn't be teaching the normal syllabus to their children. But the government just turn a blind eye, like get in there and get them teaching the proper syllabus. If my kid has to learn it, yours does, as far as I'm concerned. 100% also what chance do these kids have if they, if they are born into these, a really primitive way of life, the woman cooks and cleans, the man does, I don't know what, assaults his nephews and nieces. Sorry, there is a lot of sexual assault in those communities. Um, and if you speak out, you get disbarred from the church. But basically, if this child is already having a, we'll call it a slow start, the least it can do is learn a normal syllabus and give it a fighting chance in life, unless they don't expect it to ever leave the community. It's like a big homeschool situation. That's exactly what they expect. Yeah. They, they're not wanting anyone to leave. They don't want to arm anyone with education that exactly. could survive them on the outside world. Don't give them tools. Exactly. Yeah, not to draw a comparison between the Fury family and Gloria Vale. Some people, I've seen some commentary saying that Tyson, the way Tyson, everyone is loving Paris, his wife, saying she's so sound and fantastic. She's great. I've been loving but her. But everyone's saying, like, he speaks to her quite badly. I haven't seen oh, that yet. I haven't seen that. How old do you reckon they are? 50? She's 32 and he's 35. No. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. She's our age. Well, a little bit older. A little bit older, babe. <laughs> like a couple of months. months. <laughs> That's really shaken my worldview. Wow, they've got like a 12-year-old. She is 32. Uh, I think of you as a child bride. Jesus Christ. I know. Can you even, like she doesn't, she looks and feels so much older than us. Like I wouldn't so be able old. to, I wouldn't help but be able to really respect her as an elder if I ever met her. No, I would be. I would. She. I would be reverent of her. <laughs> I would bow and kiss her hand because she is so much older than I. Sixty days. <laughs> yeah, that's really blown my mind. But I love them. I love Molly so much. I just. I don't know. Yeah, Molly. She, I've great. often thought about having her as my guest on this, and then I'm like, it's too. Like I know we've got. Well, fingers crossed. Listeners in New Zealand who'd be like, who is this person? Like, and she's very British. Oh, I think. People in New Zealand think she's universal? Love Island? Definitely, 100%. I love her so much. And, like, when she came out and she thought Molly hadn't chosen her on Love Island and she, like, had that little breakdown. Tommy. She's Molly. Oh, Tommy. Okay. She is so cute. I know. And then he was sitting there with her little Ellie Belly thing. Yeah, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I saw Ellie Belly wasn't on the bed, so I thought he'd moved her off and had chosen someone else, and that's why she had such a strong match. Oh, they are cute. They're so cute. Watching that and then reading very slowly the Thursday murder club, but um, going on holiday tomorrow, so hopefully we'll get through a bit. Although there's nine of us on the holiday, my whole family, so I don't know how much reading I'll be doing. I don't think you're going to be picking up your Kindle once on that it's holiday. Gonna be You've got two hectic. preschoolers around, and nine of nine of me basically, <laughs> <laughs> but like arguably worse. It's a scary holiday. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it is going to be, um, it's going to be a lot, but I'm so, so excited. Our family hasn't been together since before COVID. I Aww. cannot wait. I'm so, so, so happy. I'm so excited. Imagine so, how yeah, cute the tomorrow. little girls are going to be when you see them. I know. I'm flat. I was, was going to go buy them gifts for bribery purposes and I just realized I just haven't. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Tomorrow? There's a Hamleys at the Heathrow, but I don't think there's anything wherever I'm going. I'm going to Stansted or Gatwick. I'll find something. There'll be something, surely. There'll be something. Anyway, if anyone else knows how to bribe a four-year-old and a six-year-old without gifts, please let me know. But 
you know, I want to be the favourite auntie. Surely like some a little sparkly um, makeup palette, mini kids one or something would do from this pharmacy. They're so cute. Like whenever they wear like the stuff you get them, love that. Like my sister always send me a photo and they're like, thank you, Auntie Emma, because they're Canadian and it's so cute. Anyway, yeah. So so what, what are you reading or watching? At Home and Fairies. I won't speak about reading. I'll just skip over that segment from now on, I think, until I feel like showing off. You know, we should have a segment of like, what are you listening to? You know, although again, that wouldn't really be great for you. I've always got like a, a favorite song each week that I'm just absolutely thrashing because I can't listen to it anymore. Oh, see, I don't have that at all. I'd usually just go Disney playlist, Disney best hits. If I wanted something to listen to. Remember driving to Canberra Sands with my ex and he was... We like managed to convince him to put on Disney music. Even though he was driving myself and three of my friends to the beach. We'd just started dating and he took three hour drive to take us to the beach <laughs> and I ripped out his clothes the entire time in his glasses. <laughs> Saint that man. <laughs> and then he put on the Beauty and the Beast song and just sung it at the top of his lungs, performed solo for us and we were like... I knew every word with facial features accompanying. I think the relationship was doomed to fail at that point, to be honest. You weren't that impressed. <laughs> I would never admit that. And if you were a theatre scout, you'd be impressed. Yes, I would have been so impressed. I love that in a friend, like one of our best friends always refers to himself as, a, he's gay, and he refers to himself as a theatre gay. And then he tells me there's categories. He was like, so my boyfriend's a gardening gay, and I'm a theatre gay. And then he shows me jazz hands, sings a solo. I absolutely love it. That is so good. <laughs> I am watching this week, so I've been watching the same show as you, At Home with the Furies. But I have also been trying to watch Bear, which is, I can't even remember what platform it's on, maybe Apple TV. And it's about a chef but everyone's been raving about it and I just haven't been able to get into it. I think classic me, I just, I really need good looking characters on a show if I'm going to get into it. I need them to be quite aspirational and there's no one on that show that I'm like, I wish that I was more like you or want to be yeah. you, you know? Yeah. I've heard of it and I've seen people buying expensive white t-shirts because of the main character, but I haven't well, seen it. He looks remarkably like Ratatouille if you ask me. Like, not the... Not the rat, but the cartoon <laughs> character who is also Ratatouille. Yes. They honestly look exactly the same. Um, I've never seen Ratatouille. Oh, my God, it's so good. You would love it. Yeah. Maybe if you give me your Disney login. As I actually discussed. will. Did, do you want it? I yeah. will happily give oh, it to you. Of course. If I can remember my password, that I need to figure that out. I've seen really good things about it on social media. I have heard the main female character kind of doesn't have a personality. She's kind of like one of those people that disappears when she's off the screen and has no life of her own. I quite like her, but she can be a bit annoying from time to time. And then also I do not think of her when she's not on the screen, as you yes. say, you know? <laughs> I'm not like, yeah. yay, bring her back or, you know, I'm just like, oh. She's a supporting and very yeah. much a supporting character. Which yeah. is fine. She's not aspirational either. I don't dislike her. I don't dislike her. But, yeah, so I'm trying to give that a go. Apparently season two is great. I don't know. I think I'm just a very shallow person sometimes and I just it's okay. always fall back into my old faves, you know. Mind you, Big Bang Theory doesn't really have anyone, like, amazing looking or aspirational to me. I just love those characters. Kelly Kyoko, Penny's pretty bloody good looking. Yeah, she is really pretty, actually. She's easy on the eyes, isn't she? She's gorgeous. But I wouldn't say yeah. she's, like – 
10 out of 10, I want to start buying her clothes and being her. She's you know, not like a Victoria's Secret model. I watched an interview with Jasmine Tokes and another Victoria's Secret model the other day where people, where someone was saying on a podcast, I don't know if you saw this, and they were saying, do you, you know, kind of, do you have any idea how influential, how much everyone wanted to look like you and be like you? And they were like, what? Like, come on, we knew it was edited. Everyone knew it was edited. Like, it was like, even if you were posing naked in lingerie, you didn't even feel naked because you knew how edited it was. Like, I saw that too. It was pretty frustrating. Like, no, you just admit. Acknowledge that you were part of the problem. Exactly. Like, Romy Estrid has said she lost her period for years and was worried she'd never be able to conceive. Like, admit that you knew you were underweight and you were working out like athletes. Totally. And admit that you propagated the problem and fear you were considered the most beautiful woman on the planet like it's okay you you bought into it as much if not more totally. so than everyone else you were the center of the eye of the storm but don't come out here and say you didn't think it had an impact and you thought we were all in on it with you get a grip like we watched she walk the runway that wasn't edited hun that was very disordered or strict eating very strict eating I wish that celebrities would answer things honestly. Like, you know, when they're like, what do you eat in a day? Or oh what's God, your makeup yes. routine? Or what's your workout routine? What's your skincare? And they'll be like, um, oh, I just go for a no makeup look where I just wash my face with a splash of water. You know what I'm like? And use my me- own cosmetic skincare yes. line. No, you don't, Kylie Jenner. Everyone knows you use Biologic Research. You do not use Kylie Skin. Stop it. Stop lying to everyone. Calm down, Kardashianator. Sorry. <laughs> Like, I want to know, how many facials do you have a week? What surgery are you getting done? Imagine how much money they'd make if they were honest. If they had like a, you know how influencers have like a 10% off code? Imagine if like Kylie had a 10% off code to get your lips done. She would be a trillionaire, you know, top two inches. Don't lie about it and say it's your lip kit. I don't think they can be honest though because I think they would get – they would get like absolutely slandered by the media. Imagine if they were like, Do you like a bit like what Gwyneth Paltrow did when she was like, I basically only eat chicken broth or whatever it was, bone broth for the entire day. Like at least she was honest. I respect that. But yeah, I think it like people would tear them apart and be like, you're promoting a really unhealthy body image. You shouldn't do that. But they are and they should be held accountable. Sometimes I think we don't know what we want. I want them to be honest. I don't think it's okay that they are acting like, I understand Kylie has built a massive makeup empire, but it does sort of rub me up the wrong way that it started from her denying having lip filler. So she made, so she started selling the lip kit because she said, this isn't surgery, this is makeup. Buy my product and you can have the same thing. Made so much money and then two years later it was like, okay, yeah, I was lip filler. Like, I don't like that. I think that's shady. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I didn't mind that, to be honest, but I understand why. Why not? What about that is okay? Yeah. I, I totally get why you're annoyed, but I just didn't feel annoyed by it. But I get on paper it makes sense why you would feel annoyed by that. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. But also she doesn't, allegedly she doesn't use her own skincare products either. So... you like to buy this week? I would like to buy check-in luggage for my flight tomorrow. I'm trying to pack your bomb bag hand, into hand luggage. I've got a little bag I bought off TikTok shop that like fits under your seat in front of you, but it's black and it's kind of like a duffel and the girls call it my bomb bag or my see it, say it, sorted. 
it fits a lot, but it looks super suspicious. If I saw that on the floor of an airport, I tell you right now, I would evacuate. <laughs> it's very, it's like what you'd slide, as they say in succession, what you'd slide across the floor at a bank robbery. But I would like to buy chicken. Even It's so annoying. Like even um, I'm looking at booking flights for our ski trip in, over Christmas and flights are 110 pounds. Adding a chicken bag is 98 pounds. Literally doubles. What? 200 it's New Zealand dollars to check in a suitcase of 22 kgs. Outrageous. So that's what I want to buy and won't buy this week. What about you? I would like a new phone case because yesterday at the Hens Do, I was shamed for my host phone case. I just casually slipped into conversation that I'd like a new one and I showed a little flat yours that's the come out on mine. <laughs> the pink one. It's pink. Everybody was like, oh, that's disgusting. You hold on to your phone cases way too long. You've had that for so long. <laughs> it's ruined. Oh, I don't know how you carry that around. My sister was like, that's so typical of you to still have that yuck case. And I was like, oh, my God. An absolute character assassination over a phone case. Yay. Like, here's a girl just trying to save a few pennies for her unborn <laughs> child, and I'm getting <laughs> raked across the coals. <laughs> and like, a sloppy phone case, and I feel shamed and humiliated. I'm going to have to buy a new one this week. It is a sloppy phone case. It comes to mind as as, as a broken sort of lilac one, <laughs> I think, from memory. It's quite bright pink. But this is the problem. I don't know what colour to get, and I never know what colour to get, and that's why I never buy a new one because I'm just always in turmoil over what sort of colour. I wish that I, like had heaps of money and I could just have all these different phone cases around the house with all the different colours and just test them all out and try I've them all on. I've got three that I rotate, like a khaki, oh, wow. a stone and a um, see-through one. Hold yours up to the camera. We'll put a photo up on our Instagram stories. It's a lawyer's salary for you having <laughs> multiple phone cases that you can dress your phone up in. Tell you right now, retail doesn't pay that well. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're taking you for granted. Uh, okay, phone case. I mean, yeah, you can get really good ones on yeah. Amazon. Yeah, I was told yesterday. <laughs> I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to buy a new phone case and I'll let you guys know which one I go for, which color I eventually decide on. The other thing is everyone always has their color, you know, and so then you're like, oh, I don't want to copy someone else's color and maybe they've got beef that I've copied their color. I don't know. I think I've overthought the whole thing, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit. Yeah. And then yeah. I have to get the, yeah. one of those pop things because they have one of those pop socket things on the back of my phone and I've got to get a new one. And then it's always the stress of like, where does it go? Where's the best position? Am I going to get it right? Because once I stick yeah. it on, there's nothing that yes. can be done. You're actually you're speaking my mind right now. This is so true. And then you stick it on like gently and sort of loop your yeah. fingers through <laughs> to check if it's the right spot and it's not. And you have to quickly prise it off before it sticks, sticks. I remember the first time I got one and I messaged my sister because she encouraged me to get it. And I was like, well, where does it go? Like, where's the instructions telling me where it's supposed to go? And she's like, you just put it on where it feels best for you. I was like, where feels best for you? Yeah, she's such like, a creative. <laughs> I need some strict instructions. <laughs> I need to be told what is correct. Yes. On to my favourite segment, and it's even more exciting today, Letters from the Fans, because we've had oh, yeah. two letters which I'm just going to get up from our two fans. Um, <laughs> so I'll read the first one out. Hi, Alex and Emma. I just wanted a message to say about to say how much I love the pod. I'm British, but have lived in New Zealand for 11 years. I'm currently five weeks into six weeks of radiotherapy treatment in Palmy. I have to stay here Monday to Friday while my husband and two sons are back home in Taranaki, which, as you can imagine, has been tough going to going only seeing my family at the weekend. Therefore, I'm on my own a lot and enjoy listening to the pod whilst walking. Loved the skincare chat last week and have ordered some snail mucin. Woohoo! 
She didn't say woohoo, I did. <laughs> Just started watching 15 Love on TVNZ. I'm hooked after a couple of episodes. I have a question. Where are you both from in New Zealand? What's the best thing about your hometown? Keep up the phenomenal chat. Such Aww. a lovely, lovely, lovely message. And That's we were so thrilled so to receive nice. it. Thank you so much for writing in. Honestly, it, that it totally so, um, so, so nice. elated us. That's so, that's so much nicer than like the only texts I expect from our feral mates about stuff we've said. Like I would never expect a stranger who's actually having a hard time to like reach out. That's I know. So nice. Really sweet. Um, oh. So we will endeavour to answer your question. What? Where are we both from in New Zealand? So we're actually both from Auckland. Yeah. Um, sorry. And what is the best? Place? Actually, my family from my family from Taranaki. Oh yeah, and I absolutely love there it. You go. And I love climbing up the little mountain by the water, and I love the Pukekura Park, and I love the art gallery. You love your grandma. Love my nana. She's there too. <laughs> She's all right. No, I love seeing my grandma. I go there every time I come home. What's the best thing about Auckland? What is the best thing about Auckland? The food's good, but if I find when I have visitors, I'm like, what do we do? Where do I take them? Like, when you'd quarter, like, I, I, the waterfront's pretty good, but... I think the best thing about Auckland is that it's a really, like, it's a really nice city to live in. Like, you've got a lot of beaches, you've got a lot of beautiful walks, you can do a lot that is kind of outdoorsy and facilitates that lifestyle, but you can still live in a reasonable size, well-functioning, other than the public transport city. And I, I would we, say... Yeah, where you don't have to pay for rural postage. Yes, and I would say that is my favourite thing about Auckland. It's just like, it's just an easy, really nice city to live in. Got a bit of both. I love, like, I'm from Mount Eden. I love it. I love, the like, walking around there. I love how easy everything is. Yeah, I, love, well, I mean, but also the best thing is that our families are there. Yes, true. And our families. Like, I wouldn't there. go back every year if it wasn't. It is a. Um, it's an. It's a great like, fun city. <laughs> Maybe you got that last comment because it just sounds so sarcastic. <laughs> I didn't mean it. So. Oh, it's sincere. So yes, that is the nicest message ever. Nicest message ever, and hopefully that answers your question. And then my next, my next letter to read to you all. <laughs> our next letter. Our next message. I'm trying to think of the word message. Couldn't stop saying letter. When you say letter, it makes me think of what now? Like how you desperately write in every Sunday to try to get your letter read out. That's not what's happening here. People will flick us a message when they deem yes. it appropriate. Yes, we're not receiving handwritten notes. Love the podcast, girls. I have a week, a week question for you. A week question. Not sure what she means by week. She wrote it as in like W E E K. Maybe start that again so so we're not <laughs> yeah. shaming her for her grammar. Okay. Love the podcast, girls. I have a question for you. My fiancé Alex and I are recently engaged and have also recently moved overseas to Abu Dhabi. Weird, I know. <laughs> and we we're a self-aware queen. <laughs> we're trying to figure out where to start and how to start planning a wedding from for back in New Zealand. How did you plan from overseas? Please share your best tips. We've been together for 10 years and sort of know what we want, but the thought of planning from the other side of the world is wild. Would love for you to chat about this. Oh, it's exactly your situation, 10 years, wedding from the other side of the globe. Yes, it is actually. I'm a, I'm a handoff to you on this one. Shocking. It is really, really challenging organising a wedding from overseas. I would say you need somebody on the ground that can go and look at the venues for you and give that you trust as well, trust their opinion and that are reasonably helpful with technology so they can send videos and photos and that kind of thing. My parents were really good with that. My mum would send these videos and actually dad would as well. And they would be so long, like the whole venue, and she'd be like walking around, she'd be like, 
okay, so you could come down the aisle here. And she'd like walk the whole length of it. It was really sweet and really helpful. But I'd be like, come on, let's get to the next bit. Uh, Oh, my God. See, I would want to see every inch. I'd want it to be the longest video of all time. Oh, I'm so impatient. I need to be in the detail. I am so, so impatient. Um, So, yeah, I would recommend having that. I think also what I would say is I made the mistake at the start of emailing loads of vendors up front and being like, cool, I'll just like put my feelers out, get loads of prices back. And then that was really, really hard to manage because they all reply to you, obviously, at some point. You forget what each one is. So, you know, they're called like silver fern weddings or something, you know, and you're like, well, I have absolutely no, obviously nobody's called that, but you know what I mean? Honestly, I bought it. They, you know, and you're like, well, are you the caterer, the marquee, the, you know, and you forget what each person does and why you emailed them and what you liked about them. So then you're redoing your research again, trying to Google their company and remembering why you emailed them in the first place. So would you recommend like, Choose your yes. favourites, try out them, and then go down to a second tier. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'd try and, like, get a couple of favourites, and I would also try and track it on a spreadsheet and put in the name of the vendor, what they do, and what date you emailed them um, so that when they reply to you, you can easily go to that and see see what they're about. But then I would say my best advice is just to take it slow, put one foot in front of the other, you know, send an email out, wait for them to come back, and kind of take it from there, like, Work. You can just you can work out a budget as you go once you start getting the quotes through. But it does feel really overwhelming at the start to be like, how on earth am I going to pull this off? Mm. Once you start taking those tiny steps, things do just snowball, and you just sort of end up organizing it and organizing it. We went and did like a big burst at the start and kind of secured. I'd say try and secure a photographer, a marquee if you're using one, or a venue, um, and have like your, a caterer. Have your sort of big things that you sign off quite quickly. And then you can fiddle around with all the little things later. like Fun stuff. Yeah, all the fun stuff, like what you want it to sort of look like, what colour napkins you're having, all that jazz, much closer to the time. Hopefully that helps. Please feel free to message me if you had any more specific questions following that. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for writing in. Um, yeah. And if anyone else would like to, we would absolutely love to hear from you. So please, please feel free. Yeah, we've gotten a few, we've gotten a few messages this week. I absolutely love it. I know, it's so it's nice. fun. Those were just the two I chose, actually. We, had, we yeah. did have more. So, we've got a few, um, which is fantastic. Yeah, really exciting for us. have you learned on social media this week this is a fun one and it's about the bible so you're gonna love it so okay you know how there are a couple of places especially in the saint james bible where people have come forward and said this is actually in their mind they're you know biblical scholars or they speak aramaic which is the language the bible was published in and they say this is a mistranslation one of them being for instance where yes man man shall not lie with man is a mistranslation by the catholic church funny there that's actually man shall not lie with child. But this is another one, because I think a lot of people know that now. So this is another one that, you know, when uh, it says Adam, Eve is made from Adam's rib. Oh, really? They say Eve is made from Adam's rib, so she is really only a fraction of him, not equals. But that's obviously not true. I just don't understand anyone. None of it's true. There was no snake. There was no apple. No. Like you make your wife out of your rib and then come and tell me that it's true. Okay. Exactly. Do you know, I read an essay by a guy who'd been taught, he went to a religious school and he grew up religious, but they were always taught Jesus didn't 
create miracles. He just made people cooperate, like the um, the fish and the loaves of bread. He didn't multiply the fish. He made everyone share, and none of it was none of it was supernatural. None of it was a miracle. But people don't accept that because then they think the rapture isn't going to come, yeah. and that there will be no everyone goes up to heaven and everything is great for you if you slander every other religion and treat non-Christians like shit. Like they basically. I'm sorry, this is really disrespectful, but basically he was like, yes, of course, we were always raised that Jesus wasn't a magician. He just made people be kinder and more respectful of each other. But people who are very evangelical or very um, pedantic with it don't want to buy that because then they're not getting any special treatment. There's no heaven. Yeah. They're like, what have I been doing this for? Because it's a carrot, not a stick. Like yeah. people who are religious and who are kind because they want to get to heaven. So for the wrong reasons, um, hate that. But anyway, this is what I learned. So basically the word rib is a mistranslation in that situation. So in the Genesis story, it's sala, T-S-A-L-A, which means half or the other side. So actually it says Eve was made of Adam's other side. So half of him turned into her and it's not rib. So they've used an incorrect version of that word from the original Aramaic, which I thought was really Really interesting. There was no rib involved. It was half of Adam turned into Eve, so they were equal. That's a great fact. That is a, that's so interesting, like absolutely yeah, fascinating. I love it. I wonder how many others there are of this translation. What did you say the original language was the Bible was written in? Aramaic. Aramaic. So was that before Arabic? That sounds quite interesting. Aramaic served as a language of public life and administration under ancient kingdoms and empires, Semitic language of the northern central Europe. Closely related to Hebrew, Phoenician, Syriac. Oh, interesting. So more similar to Hebrew. Yes. Certain portions of the Bible, the book of Daniel, Ezra, are in Aramaic, as are the Babylonian and Jerusalem Talmuds. So some of the Bible was published in Aramaic. That's a really, really amazing fact. I love that so much. And actually it makes so much more sense than Adam What's-His-Face ripping out his own rib. Right? Like, and also... Do they have a last name? No, just and Eve. Exactly. And that, that <laughs> should be made for a rib, not a whole other half. Like... Come on. In the original sin, yeah, like, oh, this is why that. women don't deserve equal rights because she committed original sin. Get a grip. Men wrote the Bible. Of course they're blaming women. Anyway, uh, before you go on that tangent, Alex, what was your social media fact? I didn't have one, so I'm pleased you had such a goodie. It was a juicy one. Because I learned nothing this week. That's A-okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I do actually have a religious fact, though, based on yours, and that domesticated camels were not introduced into Israel until much after the Bible was written. So the stories that involve, which uh, the Bible's riddled with them, domesticated camels, I think Abraham had some, couldn't have, it couldn't have possibly be written at that time that the Bible was supposed to have been written in because it wasn't for another thousand years that they had domesticated camels. Yeah. So, see, it's all written for you. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years after Jesus lived. Unreliable, I would say. To say the least. When did we become an atheist podcast? Oh, I don't know. We're not. Um, We've always been one. <laughs> We've always been one. We never became one. Uh, well, on that note, it's time for takeaways. What time is yours? Takeaways. So mine isn't Oscar Wilde. God, he's someone I'd love to. I know we don't have dead people, but he's someone I'd love to have. He had such a hard life. He went through so much. He was so popular and well-liked. What did he go through? Uh, he was gay. He was imprisoned for being gay. It was in the 1800s. He was Irish. He was imprisoned. He was sentenced to two years hard labor, which basically 
um, oh. heralded the end of his life. Like his health went down from there. But he, after he got released from jail, he left for France and never came back to Ireland or England because he was like, fair enough, fair enough. But he's a phenomenal, incredible author, wrote like The Importance of Being Earnest, Picture of Dorian Gray, a really incredible man, very witty, very smart, very funny, high society. Anyway, my quote is one from him. And it is, it's a little bit, you know, but bear with me. I think it's really nice. It says, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people just exist. Oh, I love that. I've heard that quote before. It's so good. I don't don't know. I can't advise you on on how to go out and live, but give it a crack. Just think about it. Just think about it. You know, I think that's so nice. So, yeah, that's me. Get in the driver's seat, as my dad always says, of your own life. You've said that to me before. That's a very, that's very good. Don't let life happen to you. Yeah, don't let life happen to you. Don't be a passenger. Get in the driver's seat. It's actually some of the best advice I've ever been given. Yeah, it's very um, empowering. It's sort of like, well, you're right. I can either sit back and let things happen or I can actually direct the course of my own life. Yeah, exactly. My takeaway this week is to listen more. I feel like it's just always good advice every time I hear it. I think... Often when you, it's really easy in social situations to talk about yourself because you know yourself well, people ask you questions and you, I can sometimes like end up on a tangent about myself, but actually asking questions about other people and listening to their response and giving them a kind of a valuable response that you've actually thought about and actively listened to means that A, they'll probably like you more, B, you'll probably make better connections and C, you haven't just sat there rambling about yourself for so long and then leave and feel really insecure about what you've been saying. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much more interesting to hear about other like getting questions about stuff and you're kind of like, this is kind of boring. I know everything about my life. I'd so much rather hear about yes. yours. And also then you don't Definitely. get that feeling of, um, you know, it's that meme and it's like when you leave a social situation and you think, that wasn't my best work. Yes, exactly. Did I just take over and talk about myself for It's half me on hour. this podcast today. So that is, I heard it the other day, I can't remember where, but I just hadn't thought about it in a long time. So that's my takeaway for this week that I'm going to try and live by is just listen to people more rather than just chewing their ear off about myself. I love that. And I also like phrasing it as like, you know, not like, oh, I'm going to talk less because that feels sort of demeaning and also like it's not for the right reason, but listening more is a much more, I don't know, valuable phrasing. It's a more positive way to think about it rather than focusing on the negative, focus on the positive. Like what are you going to do rather than what are you going to not do? Totally. Love that. Could do it myself. All right, guys. We are out of time, but thank you so much for listening. As always, please feel free to send any messages um, over to Takeaways Pod on Instagram or takeawayspodcast at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.